Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 84 of the Broomer Bevo podcast. The only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Oklahoma, and the University of Texas. I'm here with my man, Kevin Miller. I am John Whitson. Kevin, it is Wednesday. I thought I would be done with the loss of regret and disgust and everything that came with losing in Lawrence, but then the college football playoff rolled out, and we were at number nine behind the University of Texas, behind everyone. Kevin, we might not win another football game. See, that's typical Sooner fan right there. The sky is falling. The sky is falling, during Kevin. Games. You do that no. during games. If one thing goes wrong and your whole fan base just jumps off a cliff. What is with you guys with that? Kevin, the sky is falling. We might not win another game. Our offensive coordinator might not ever be able to call another first down after the disaster that he displayed on Saturday. I don't think it's going to happen. You're probably thrilled with where you're at. You're thinking to yourself, not only can we lose to a team, but we can lose to a team. And when the playoff predictor comes out, we can be ahead of them. Is that is that feel you know, I will say, you know, it feels okay. I, I'm not getting too caught up in the whole college football playoff rankings right now. Honestly, I don't care at all. Because there's still so much of football course. left to be played. I'm like, man, we gotta beat K-State first before I start worrying about the college football playoff. This is the life of a Texas fan, by the way. You know, it's that's like a, we gotta wait and see. We we can't get too ahead of ourselves. Cause every time we do, we, this, the whole season just ends up falling apart. So I'm not even going there yet. Yes, I was surprised that we were ahead of OU since we lost head to head. The committee must really hate that loss to Kansas for y'all. They do. They hate the loss to Kansas almost as much as I hate the loss to Kansas. It was a rough one. Yeah. No, it was terrible. But you got a a chance to bounce back. You're right, Kevin. And we have a chance to bounce back against our in-state rival, Oklahoma State, in Stillwater. The last bedlam on the calendar for the upcoming years. Um, I could see a situation where they put us in a bowl game, maybe. But during the regular season, it is going to be years until we play Oklahoma State again. And Kevin, for this special edition of Bedlam, we have a special guest. Should we bring her on? I think we should. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Live from the Grand Canyon State, we have an Oklahoma State alum, a Grand Canyon University alum, a doctor, Kevin Miller, of nursing practice in Arizona, a contributor to the Crossover Radio Show, and a recurring guest on the Two on the Ten podcast. We've got Amanda Jones. Amanda, thank you for jumping on. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to get to talk about my Oklahoma State Cowboys today. Uh, Amanda, when I first invited you to be on this podcast, the Oklahoma State Cowboys weren't worth a flip, and there was a good chance that y'all were going to have a losing record when I was going to get to talk to you, and I thought maybe this would be under much different circumstances. But alas, the Oklahoma State Cowboys are thriving right now, You're on a four-game winning streak. Your running back looks like maybe the best running back in the country, definitely on the Heisman list. 
What are your thoughts on Bedlam right now, Wednesday, November 1st? I am so excited for many reasons. Obviously, we want this to be a good, close competition. What's good for sports is good for the people. And I think that this being close, especially since it might be the last Bedlam, it's great. This is a recipe for awesomeness, no matter what happens. And I always like to say uh, that my Cowboys are going to pull through it, but there's too much emotion in those bets. So I am a betting woman, but I'm not going to be betting on this game this weekend, unless it's on the over. <laughs> uh, what is the over? Kevin, do you know what the over is on this game? Or Amanda, what I is don't. the over? Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, Amanda, you might know. I actually have to look again because the last time I looked, it was this morning. But I know that it's it's it should be higher scoring. Who knows though? With Bedlam, nobody knows. Um, the other thing is there's some injuries on OU on that side from the from the last game. I think if they can stop the run for Oklahoma State, then I think they'll win. Um, if they can't stop the run in Stillwater. Uh, with the paddle people and all the fans and the emotions and the fear of, you know, losing that last bedlam battle. Um, who knows? Okay. Now you went to Stillwater and you got your undergrad there. Are you now, am I correct me if I'm wrong? Are you from Stillwater as well? I am from Stillwater. I am for my 20th class reunion. It was awesome. I stayed on campus at the Atherton. Great. It was a great experience. Um, okay, now listen, I'm one of those Oklahoma fans uh, where I don't abhor the city of Stillwater. In fact, I've been to Stillwater a lot. One of the best Mexican food restaurants in the state is sitting there in Stillwater. Uh, so I love the town. However, I absolutely hate the university and I hate the football program. Um, can you give me a reason what to like about the Oklahoma State Cowboys? Should I cheer for them once you're out of the big once we are out of the Big 12? Oh, easy. Yes. Everybody likes the good story of the cowboy who goes and beats the Sooners. I got to tell you, let me tell you this. I want us to win because that's how I want us to go out. And I have a bone to pick with the Sooners, um, with the mascot. I always have been. Who picks the Sooners for a mascot? Tell me that. Winners do. That's a good winners point. Do. That's, a, that's, winners a really do, good, that's a good point, Amanda. Winners pick Sooners for it. That's who it is. The people that got there first. That's who gets it. <laughs> To the victor, to the victor, go the spoils, Kevin Miller. What were you going to say, Kevin? You were going to have some smart comment about that? No, I'm just agreeing. That's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, Sooners were essentially the rule breakers, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're the yeah, that's exactly right. But that's fine. That's fine. We don't we we embrace it. We embrace it, and uh, we like to think of ourselves. If you're not first, you're last. So that's that's kind of how it works. Um, yeah. Let me ask you. Back to the football game. Can Ollie Gordon realistically win the Heisman? No. Wow. Just because he's a running back or because he plays at Oklahoma State or what? Well, I just think that looking at the season, looking at everything that's going on, um, I don't want to get my hopes up. So I'm going to say no so that there's a chance that happens. Well, I think he's one of the best running backs in the country. And I've told John this for weeks. Back when he was in high school, I really wanted Texas to go after him and get him. I thought he was one of the best running backs in the state of Texas and really one of the best in the country. So when he committed to Oklahoma State, I'm just like, oh, great. Now we have to face this guy because 
we all know Mike Gundy is at his absolute best when he's coaching against the University of Texas. What gets into him when he coaches against the Longhorns? Because he just pulls out every stunt imaginable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do actually do realistically think that he does have a chance. But honestly, um, you know, just looking at the amount of talent that is in college sports and there's a there are a lot of things going on right now that throws a wrench in the performance. Um, there's a lot of shifting with the Pac-12 imploding. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. So I think it's really hard. Normally at this point in the season, it'd be a little bit easier to predict what could happen with the Heisman and what could happen. Um but I think it's really, it's really unpredictable just because of the nature of college sports right now. Well, I think you're right because I think that the Pac-12 has something to say about college football as a whole, whether it's getting into the college football playoff or whether it's Michael Penix Jr. making a run or even Bo Nix making a run for the uh, Heisman. I think a lot of love is going to be given to the Pac-12 just maybe because they feel sorry for them, if nothing else. So I couldn't agree with you more on that. Kevin mentioned Mike Gundy and the fact that he pulls out all the stops when they play Texas and has a really good record against Texas. I think you'd agree with me, Dr. Amanda. He does not have a great record against Oklahoma. What is it about Mike Gundy and his inability to coach against the University of Oklahoma? I think it's all a head game. I really do. And there's a long standing history there. That's what makes sports so amazing is that it is unpredictable whenever you get these emotional battles. So it's the team who shows up, who doesn't let the other person get in their head in these games. It's the team that doesn't make the mistakes. We know special teams are important in these games when it comes down to the wire and a bedlam battle. I mean, bedlam, just the tradition is is brilliant. And so coming into this game, there's always a lot of pressure, but this year more than ever with the transitions to other conferences and the possibility of it being the last one, which I don't believe it will be the last one. I mean, there's too much wrapped up into this. Even if there's a pause for a couple of years, I think it will be back. But um, I think that really it's all about who shows up. We see it over and over. We see the Cinderella teams that come into um, college basketball and March Madness. We see people win that should never statistically win. And that's what makes it beautiful because, you know, when you go out there, you can't underestimate the heart, the heart of the team. And I also think that fear um, is and e is also an equalizer. I don't know if Mike Gundy is afraid. I wouldn't go that far as to say that. I think he's um, done a great job in so many capacities. So this isn't to undermine any of that. I think that it's an incredible coaching team. But I do think that there's something to be said for the history. Every person who watches sports knows and every athlete knows that when you have a record that's against you, there's always a little voice in your in the back of your mind saying, are you going to be able to do this? And this is the final countdown, if you will, because it may be the last one. Well, as a Texas fan, we have the rivalry, of course, against Texas A&M. And that ended back in 2011. And with Texas winning with the walk-off field goal, and we felt like we had scoreboard forever. How big would this be for Oklahoma State to get that last win against OU? It would be huge because, um, you know, we are known as the little brother. Um, we're known as the underdog. Um, and I've even heard a lot of people, I've heard this over and over, actually, very recently, I've probably heard it about five times in the last two weeks that OU doesn't even really consider Oklahoma State the biggest rival that they have. Um, and that's okay. 
But I do think that the history of Bedlam there is is still important to both schools. And for Oklahoma State to come out of this and win, to cap off that, you know, lifetime series of nearly 100 years, I think that it would be, well, over 100 years, in fact, right? Um, I think that it would be great. I also think it would be, you know, potentially unifying. You asked me about cheering for Oklahoma State. Um I usually do cheer for OU whenever they are playing and another non-conference team nationally because I think it's good for the conference. But whenever you take OU out of the mix, um, I guess the best reason to cheer for OU OSU is it's a it's a great state school, great town, um, and a lot of wonderful things come out of Stillwater. So that would be my pitch to root for Oklahoma State. Um. So, I, well, first of all, I am not one of those fans that doesn't think Oklahoma State is a rival. I think Oklahoma State is a rival for sure. Um, I think Texas is a bigger rivalry for us. I think it always has been, and I think it's more about the competitiveness. But to have an in-state rival, you look at uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Alabama, Auburn, there's plenty of schools where that right, – it's important, right? It's important for bragging rights. We see Oklahoma State fan – in Oklahoma a lot more often than we see a Texas fan. So to have those bragging rights, dude, it's, it's a real, real thing. And I think if Oklahoma state was to win on Saturday, it would hurt for a very, very long time. Uh, it would suck. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Amanda, what are your thoughts on the big 12 going forward without Oklahoma and Texas? Is this a conference you think y'all can run? Are you feeling like cocky and confident? Or do you wish that the the cachet of OU and Texas was staying in the conference? I think I always wish that OU and Texas were staying in the conference because that's how I grew up. I grew up watching. I learned about football, watching Oklahoma State games. My dad's sitting there teaching me what's a down, what's, you know. I remember that just growing up watching these teams. Um, And then some of them since have left, you know. And so there are some teams that are not there that were when I learned about everything. But uh, I am excited, partially selfishly, because ASU, uh, the addition to some of these teams out here, it means that I get to see my team play more often. And so I did go to the September game um, for for ASU, Oklahoma State, and man, that was just a great experience. Um, all right. So final, let's, let's talk predictions on this game. So the, as of right now, you said you're a betting girl, but you're not betting on this game. The line is six points to OSU. Y'all are getting six. You, what do you think when it all comes down to it? A, do you think you win? B, do you think you, or B, do you think you cover or C, does Oklahoma walk into Stillwater and blow the doors off this deal? I um, I wouldn't be a real fan if I didn't say I think we win, but I do think that we win. Um, there's injuries. There's the the emotion of the stadium. If I had to choose, I would say that. I think it. I hope that it's a shootout. I really hope that it is um, because I, I want to see a good game. Um, but I do think that we can do it. We have to show up in every capacity and we have to maintain the run game. We have to. So that is a, and we, and we have to get ahead early. Um, I think that I don't like to bet on a left-handed quarterback, so I'm not going to bet on a left-handed quarterback. Is Alan Bowman left-handed? 
No. Are you talking about our quarterback? Yeah. Dylan yeah. Gabriel. Uh, so oh my gosh. Fine, let's right. pick a. You know, we all have about betting. Never bet on a left-handed quarterback. Is that true? Is that a rule? Is that a rule I didn't know about? It's my rule. My friend Tracy says it. I adopted it a while back. <laughs> we call him Crazy Tracy. He does all the stats, and he, you know, has some great predictions. He's on the um, the crossover show that I'm on too, and so. Uh, after watching the trends, I said, yep, I adopt that rule. We never bet on a, a left-handed quarterback. Hmm. Chris Evans was left-handed. Yeah, he was terrible. He was, <laughs> one, of the worst, mean, he was one of the worst quarterbacks no, in college football he, he, history. If that's who we're bringing up is Chris Sims, then I'm all over. I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm all over making her point. Just don't bet on it. Yeah, no, no, Chris Sims is terrible. <laughs> is he really, He was left-handed, wasn't he? Yeah, he you was. You know this, Amanda? Chris Sims never threw a touchdown against Oklahoma in four years at the University of Texas. He never threw a touchdown against Oklahoma. And you think, Amanda, from what I'm understanding, it's all because he's left-handed. I wouldn't say it's all, but that's the deal breaker for me. Wow. I just thought it's because he sucked, but apparently it's because he's left-handed and he sucks, Kevin. How about that? Amanda, basically, Dr. Amanda thinks Chris Sims sucks. That's what I got from this whole story. She's a doctor. I mean, I'm not going to question her judgment here. Dude, whatever. Listen, Amanda, that's a bold pick. So you're going for Oklahoma State. Okay, so here's the deal. Kevin and I always have a bet, okay, when it comes to OU Texas. We've been friends now for seven years. We bet OU Texas. We don't bet the spread. There's no reason to bet the spread, right, because it's a rivalry game. You don't bet the spread in a rivalry game. So, Amanda, are you willing to have a Coke and candy bar bet on this game Saturday at, two, at well, our 2.30, your 12.30 in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Are you willing to put your doctor money where your mouth is and put a Coke and a candy bar bet on this game with me? Absolutely. Now, I wish I was a doctor of football. I'm a doctor of nursing practice, but hey, I'll do it. I'll put my, I'll put my um, Dr. Pepper candy bar um, bet in on it. And Well, just for the record, when you go to the store, it's going to be a Coke Zero that you buy. All right, because that's the best Coke ever. And uh, Kevin just paid this bet off, and he paid it off with a uh, a white chocolate Hershey bar, the one with the, the cookies and cream. The cookies and cream, yeah. Yeah, so just be ready. to. I'll send you my shipping address. You can send it on Amazon. I don't care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll get it. We'll, you can get it paid. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, Amanda, because now what are you doing tonight? Do you have, do you have basketball tonight? I have basketball tonight. So I am a diehard Grand Canyon University basketball fan. If they ever play Oklahoma State, I'm going to have a real dilemma. Um, but yeah, I go to every game. I go to the WAC tournament in Vegas each year. I'm really excited. It's it's the opener, so it's non-conference, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So it's the craziest party in college basketball. That's what it's been dubbed. So you can find some videos online about that. But Love Grand Canyon, love Oklahoma State, both my both my schools. So now Grand Canyon was Grand Canyon in the tournament last year? Did they make the tournament last year? So Grand Canyon did, and they played Gonzaga. So that's um, right. That was that was tough. You know, it was a tough opponent, but they were excited to do that. And we have some great talent in the team. We have a great coach. Dan Marley was the coach um, before, and he did a great job bringing a lot of. Um, of attention to Grand Canyon, a lot of great opponents um, building us up so that we could compete. And when we were tournament eligible, um, we've just become stronger each year. So we also had Walter Ellis uh, was drafted in the first round to the NBA. So awesome. Well, here's the thing, right, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong. 
I've I've never understood why like Arizona State isn't better at college basketball because Phoenix yeah, players every so often, but never a great team. Because Phoenix is a great town. It's a major league town. Like if you can't recruit to Phoenix, I get it for football. It's freaking hot. But basketball is inside a gym. Who doesn't want to go to Phoenix and be in that perfect weather all the time? It doesn't make yeah, sense to me. Arizona State. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, but, well, but it's, it sounds like Grand Canyon is going to take the mantle, and because y'all have all the momentum in the world, right? I mean, y'all, have, you're when you talk about momentum, y'all are really, really building a program there at GCU. I, my point is, is I think you're going to surpass Arizona State and probably become the basketball power right behind Arizona in the state. Am I wrong? I would love to see that happen. We actually have two um, from the transfer uh, to Arizona State basketball players now. So I'd like to see how the magic happens there. You know, whenever you have people that have played together, grown up together, worked together, any of those types of uh, partnerships, you love to see that play out on the court or on the field, wherever it may be, whichever sport it may be. It's getting really interesting with the transfer portal and NIL and all of that and all of that stuff. I think it's getting exciting. Stay tuned. Uh, Okay, real quick. um, We've got to mention you are also a Phoenix Suns fan. Kevin, she's a (laughs) Kevin. She's a Kevin. She's a Kevin Durant. Are you a Kevin Durant fan too now? Is this what you are? (laughs) I'm just I'm just a Phoenix Suns fan. I love watching. I love the stats. So I love just, you know, throughout the season following the stats. Is this guy going to beat, you know, what he's done in every game beforehand? But the bottom line is for the Suns, I know we suffered a pretty um, hard loss, but we haven't seen our three best players play at the same time yet. They've been injured. And so I'd like to see what happens when our three best players are on the court at the same time. So I am a little bit newer to the NBA than I am to NFL, college basketball, college football, because when I was in Oklahoma, we did not have a professional basketball team. And so I do have an algorithm about rooting for the home team and also rooting for the team um, from back where you're from. So I am still a Thunder fan. But right now, Suns is where it's at for me and the season. I'm very hopeful. Kevin, any trash talk after beating them last night? <laughs> no, I mean, listen, it was great to see Wimbanyama out there. Suns are going to be really dangerous. Like you said, the top three players. I love Devin Booker. I think he's one of the best players in the league. But, it, you know, for me, it's always goes first go, right? Um, Real quick, though, right? We can acknowledge that two of the biggest Trying to think of the right word. Dr. Amanda, I don't know you that well, so this might come off the wrong way, and I apologize if it does. But two of the biggest douchebags in the league are on that team, right? Kevin Durant and Grayson Allen. And it makes it really hard to root for the Phoenix Suns. Listen, back in the day, I loved the Phoenix Suns. Give me KJ. Give me Dan Marley. Uh, who was the other white guy, Kevin? The the uh, You know what I'm saying? Tom Chambers. Tom Give me Chambers, Tom Chambers. Yeah. They had Danny Ainge. Old Danny Ainge. Oh, old Danny Ainge. Charles Barkley on the Suns, I like the Suns. But this version of the Suns, I cannot stand. How do you get behind a team that has these two players on it, Dr. Amanda? Just like any other team in life, you got to just manage the personalities. And where I feel like the best example of this is watching that documentary about the Olympic team. Kobe Bryant wasn't a favorite of many people at one time. And um, I think whether it was that he was misunderstood or that he had different things he was working through, it just depends. We're not always going to understand the personalities, but what I like to see is it played out on the court. 
Now, I don't like it when people get disrespectful and start assaulting each other, making statements to fans. Those are things that we never want to see, and that quickly loses my interest. But as far as what they're doing on the court, you know, I um, I think it's good whenever you can see people of varying personalities get together and, and do something superhuman. Um, it always is more fun when there's great character on the court, too. And, and don't mind John. He's still bitter that Kevin Durant left the Thunder Listen. seven years ago. So he, I, tell him, I keep telling him to get over it and just move on with your life. It's better for, for his own sake. These scars don't heal, Kevin. These scars don't heal. So here's the situation, well, right? Here's what happened, Dr. Amanda, is we let a longhorn in. Does that make sense? We let a longhorn worm himself into, like, our sports world. And we were, we were seduced. Okay, so we were seduced and we're thinking to ourselves, man, this guy's awesome. He, he shoots. He, he's a great shooter. Might be one of the best shooters in the history of the game. He's handles, whatever. Just a great player, a great player. And then for him to just totally abandon. And you know how the state of Oklahoma is about loyalty, Dr. Amanda. You know what I'm talking about. And to just have it ripped from your heart. And not only did he like leave. But he left to go to the Golden State Warriors because that's the only chance he had of winning anything ever because he was never going to win it on its own. So don't even get me started about Kevin Durant. I, you know what? I'm the one that brought it up, and I apologize. I apologize to the two of you. I apologize to myself. I shouldn't have brought Kevin Durant up, but I can't stand the guy, and he makes me so mad. I wish you luck in the Phoenix Suns, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you, I think you're going to need it, Dr. Amanda. I think he's going to let you down like he let down the thunder. That's just what I'm saying. Well, I'll let you know when he lets me down and I'll get mad and I'll get on here and, and I'll just, you know, let my rank. Yes, you got it. Listen, well, listen, you better practice getting fired up because he will let you down and you're going to want to get fired up. That's what Kevin doesn't get fired up. Kevin doesn't have the fired up gene. I have the fired up gene. I've been disrespected by Kevin Durant too much. Get over I feel, it. know what I'm fired up. <laughs> is the World Series and what I hate to see is uh, the Diamondbacks go down like they're going down right now. They have got to get out there and they have got to get those hits and they've got to get it done early so that we are not chasing the goose the whole entire game. And so um, it's just one of those things I thought, wow, we beat them at home there in Texas. My mom is a Rangers fan. Super annoying just now because I'm over here like trying to vie for this this Diamondback success. I want to see them go crazy in the locker room like they did before when they got to the World Series. This is not a good look. It's not a good look in Phoenix. I want this series to go all the way to Game 7, and I want it to, um, obviously, I want a victory, but we got to get out there. Our bullpens let us down. So, Well, the Rangers will be down some pitching, right? Uh, they just lost Scherzer. So they're going to be down some pitching. Are they gettable in game five? I think they are. I think you have a chance of at least sending it back to Texas. I'm, I'm hoping so. And when I say that our bullpen let us down, it doesn't mean in the long run. I mean, look at where we are. Nobody expected us to be here. But in the last couple of games, our performance was, you know, lackluster. And I think we're better than that. Um, I think they need to get out there and have fun. If you saw some of the interviews when they made it to some of the qualifying games prior to not even close to being ready to go to the World Series, they said, we had nothing to lose. We got out there and had fun. 
wow, I wonder what would happen if everybody for one whole weekend, every team said, let's just get out there and have fun and play for, you know, the love of the sport. I kind of am one of those nostalgic, like, you know, emotional types when it comes to sports. So I have the theory that they would get out there and everybody would kick butt, right? So I just don't know. I want them to go out there and have fun. And I want to see a better performance than what we saw. Are you going to get to go to the game? Are you going to game five? You got tickets? I'm not going to game five. I know somebody who is going to game five. Those tickets are extraordinarily expensive. You're a doctor. You're a doctor. This is what you went to... This is what you became a doctor for, is to be able to afford things like tickets. What is happening right now? What's well, going on? Doctor in practice. I own Leia, I own a practice, which is great. I do Irish uh, medicine, but it's it's me. And what the thing about my practice is I believe in improving quality of life. Something's gonna come for all of us, but and but the best thing to do is to figure out what the likelihood of which thing it is going to be and then try to reduce our risk of being disabled, right? So I'm focused on quality of life, helping people reach their goals. And and so that's why I do concierge medicine. And I like it, but uh, not not at the level of, of buying those game five, maybe next year. <laughs> uh yeah say hey i think they're going to be back so i would save up i think i think i think the diamondbacks are rolling i think y'all are going to be in good shape dr amanda this was so much fun thank you so much for jumping on kevin any last words hey just want to say good luck this saturday it should be a good game i wish it was a night game by the way i think the atmosphere would just be that much better but good luck i hope it's a fun game dude listen oh Oklahoma fan is is thrilled this is not a night game because a night game in Stillwater gets plumb silly. I mean, those people are insane. Um, you, well, you've heard the stories, right, of how many people are just refuse to go to Stillwater to watch a game. I wish Oklahoma had some of that. I don't want to be as nice as we are. I mean, Oklahoma State has it figured out. They support their team, and they make it miserable for the other team. That's a recipe for success in a home field. I love it, and I'm thrilled that we are not having a night game. But anyway, I digress. Dr. Amanda, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Enjoy the home opener for the uh, for the uh, Grand Canyon University. Oh, my gosh. What are they? Yeah, the Lopes. Lopes up. Oh, that's right, the Lopes. I knew that. I'm sorry. I played golf at the golf course before, though, at Grand Canyon. Have you ever played golf at your golf course? I've not. I've been to the golf course for a meeting before. It's beautiful. And it used to be, I think, a city course. And the university came in there and redid um, redid the course. It is beautiful. I would love to play there. It's kind of on my local bucket list. No, it's fantastic. It is a, it is a great course. Our mutual friend, uh, Ruth Young, hooked me up with uh, me and my son getting to play that course. It's not your typical desert course. It's more kind of a parkland course. But it's really, really nice. And they've got a great clubhouse. The clubhouse is legit. Uh, here's, here's the thing, Kevin. GCU, they have they have legit funds. They've got cash. You know, they have the commercials that they show nationally. So every time I see that place, I'm like, wow. This oh, looks no. like a desirable place for sure. It, it's fancy. All right. Good luck in your book. We'll let you get to your basketball game. This was awesome, Amanda. Thank you so much. You guys can come out. Be my guest of the game. I have four tickets. And uh, so come on out, and I'll show you what the Grand Canyon basketball scene's like. Oh, dude, let's do it. Kevin, let's do it. For sure. All right, Amanda. Thank you so much. Boomer. Kevin, how about that? Amanda Jones. Yeah, that was great.
How you about that? Dogs for joining us. Get a doctor on this? Dude, listen. You've arrived when you have a doctor on your podcast. That's exactly. legit. Big time. I'll tell you what. She's a little cocky right now. A little cocky about Oklahoma I think, State. Yeah, I think they're feeling confident, man. I think they're confident. They, they feel like y'all are gettable right now. You know what? She's probably right. I think we are, are going right to Are we just going to get into our Bethlehem preview? Well, we got to talk about these other games first because there's some good ones. We might not go through the entire list like we normally do because we just had all that time, but we got to hit some big ones. Big ones, and I'm going to go off the list real quick. Notre Dame at Clemson. What do you think about Dabo's rant real quick? Does Dabo Man. have the right to rant on a former Marine who had served overseas and had a simple question to ask about why his team's not performing? Well, I mean, I kind of get why he's frustrated because they've been so successful, right? And before he got there, he said, no, no, they weren't good at all before he got there. He gets there, and they win two national championships, and I think played for at least one more in the time. But you become a victim of your own success in these instances, right? So I don't like the way he handled it, but I do get him being annoyed by being questioned after they've had so much success. Well, you know what, you're, uh, you know, and Brent Venables is a, is a Dabo Sweeney guy. His response to does Jeff Levy deserve the uh, criticism from the fans that he was deserved is, and, I, and I, this is a direct quote, they deserve the right to be pissed. They're the fans of the program. It comes with, it comes with um, the job. You're going to get criticized. So it's interesting to see the subtle difference between Dabo and, and Venables. However, Dabo's probably got a lot more scar tissue built up over the years. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, ahead. right? Because he's he's won multiple national championships. I think that's why he's frustrated. You know, I think Coach Venables is still getting things going, building his program at OU. You know, Brent had won two, two natties and played for a couple more. I mean, he might feel a little bit different about it. I agree. I think I, I listen. I think you're allowed to say whatever you want, but I just think it's a bad look. You know, I mean, just yeah, yeah. insulting guys and you know, yeah. calling him a calling him a boy or something like or a twelve year old. I don't know. Yeah, to a me, kid. It's just kid. A kid. Yeah, calling me a kid. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. how about how about uh, uh, coach? Uh, do you think you make too much money? You know what? I sleep well at night. Two national championships. <laughs> Thank you. You have a great night, sir. You, like you know what I mean? Right? You celebrate. It'd been really. Eat- It'd have been really easy. So I don't know. I thought that was a bit much. But the thing about Dabo, real, real quick with Dabo though, he, yeah. he's gotta he's gotta modernize himself. He's gotta get with it, man. Either he's gonna get on the train with NIL and the transfer portal, or he's gonna get left behind. And we're already starting to see it. So he's gonna have to decide what he wants you, to do here. You said it right there. It's NIL and transfer portal. That's what it is. The coaches that are embracing the transfer portal are uh, and, and I say this in basketball all the time, the coaches that are winning in the transfer portal are winning on the field, whether it's quarterbacks or linemen, or it doesn't matter the position, but you've got to win at the transfer portal. And lately he's lost at the transfer portal. And when he you doesn't see what believe DJ, in it. He doesn't believe in it. And when you see what DJ Ukulele is doing at Oregon State, or is he at Washington State? No, Oregon State, you had it right. Oregon State, you're like, oh, man. Maybe that guy was pretty good. And you think to yourself, yeah. what could he have done with Garrett Riley? Like, you know Garrett Riley can scheme up some offense. We saw what he did at TCU. We know the, the lineage he's got. It's just a, it's an interesting thought, but you're you're exactly right. All right. And he hates that too. Yeah, I look, 
we've kind of gone off the path a little bit, but let's take some time. You're absolutely right. I hate NIL. Fans hate NIL. We all not hate often, it. Not all fans. We? Do you hate NIL? No, not, a, not at all. Mm. It's a billion-dollar industry, man. The scholarship thing doesn't cut it for me anymore. It did back in the day, but it's a billion-dollar industry, and everybody's profiting off of it. Players got to get something. Well, first of all, I think they do need to get paid. I don't like the bags of cash at recruiting time. I think it's just – I just don't love that. that. You're not going to get an argument from me on that. But so so NIL in the form of we're recruiting and here's – go talk to this guy and he's got your bags of cash. That to me, I just don't yeah, love. I don't like however, that. But... However, Dylan Gabriel or Quinn Ewers or Xavier Worthy or um, whatever, Danny Stutzman, like what Danny Stutzman did after the Texas game – to me, is the quintessential NIL. He had a tremendous moment. He gets to capitalize on his name, image, and likeness because he performed. Because he performed. Like, I love it. Sell as many t-shirts as you want. But the bags for kids that are are, haven't even stepped foot on a college football field, I just can't stand it, man. I can't stand it. Yeah, I do understand that. I do understand. But but again, like, it's cool to to turn on, you know, your local TV and see – you know, we'll use Drake Stoops and a local AC company commercial, right? I mean, that's his name, image, and likeness. He's a locally famous kid. He gets to make a little bit of money, right? It's not a huge contract. Yeah, like that—that's what it's—that's what it is. That, that that's I'm what, all for. You know, but but even though I don't like it, um, but I think we, I think we see it from the same perspective. He can't not like it. He has to embrace it. Yeah. Or he's going to see his team fall further and further behind the likes of Florida State, Miami, uh, and, of course, the Powers. I mean, look, I don't think Nick Saban likes it, but it hasn't hurt his recruiting. Kirby Smart's engaged in it. Grant Venable's engaged in it. Ohio State's engaged in it. Michigan's engaged in it. The Blue Bloods, Texas is engaged in it. The Blue Bloods yeah. jumped on this quick. They jumped Not on you. it quick. You they know, were not late think, adopters. <laughs> I think Saban might be upset, right? It just makes everybody else even. Because we all know Alabama players were driving tricked out Dodge Chargers in 2011. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, um, A&M's at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite. Um, That is an interesting line. (laughs) Listen, this episode might run a little long because there's so much good stuff going on right now. But did you see Lane Kiffin's press conference where he threw shade? Where he, he threw shade at Jimbo. Jimbo. He's all over him, man. Yes. <laughs> all over it. He says, I guess there's, he goes, I guess we're playing a team that's just happy to get to bowl eligibility. He's like, but with a team that has that personnel, you'd think they'd want a little bit more. I love it, dude. Yeah. Lane Kiffin can talk trash with a straight face better than any coach out there. Yeah. It is incredible. And he's been this way for a decade plus. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Lane Kiffin is good for college football. He might be a douche. I don't want him coaching my team, but he is good for college football. This is a big game, though, because if Bantam loses this and this season's falling apart, that recruiting class is going to fall apart, right? I know Texas have been reaching out to Dominic McKinley. You remember him, right? Five-star guy came down to um, Texas OU and Texas A&M. 
Texas is trying to get him on campus for the game this weekend. I don't know if he's coming, but I'm saying AM needs to get some wins together and they need to do it soon. Um, they lose to Ole Miss. We're not picking that game, but they lose to Ole Miss. I think Ole I think Miss blows them out of the water. Um, let's see here. ASU's at Utah. Utah looking to bounce back. They're an 11 point favorite. Um, here's one of the games we will be picking Missouri at Georgia, possibly Georgia's biggest test of the year. This is number uh, two, Georgia, and number 12, Missouri. Uh, it is a 15 point line to Georgia. What do you think about this game? Let's go ahead and pick it right now while we're talking about it. You know, I like Missouri. I like what they've done this year. I thought the way that K-State game ended, I thought their coach was just was a dead man walking after that game. The way that they lost that game. But give them credit. They rebounded nicely. And they're putting together a really good season. You know, I love Luther Burden, their wide receiver. He's been He's become one of the best receivers in the country. Man, I don't know, man. I think when you get a motivated Georgia, they're really hard to beat. And I think they'll actually be up for this game. And okay. I think they'll like to take away what they do best. Go right ahead. No, no, I'm just saying motivated Georgia without Brett Bowers. Correct. Uh, they they do they... have other weapons, right? They, the McConkey kid played really well against um, against Florida last week. And their running game is always going to be there. Can so, they cover can they cover the 15 though? That's the question. Can they cover the 15? Yes, they can. And I think they will. All right. I'd love I, to see them. I'd love to see them actually in a close game to where they actually have to fight for a victory because we have not seen that from them really this season. The Auburn game, the Auburn game was tough. But we haven't seen that much. So I'd like to see that again. We'll see, though, man. Hopefully Missouri has a good game plan. They can get Burden loose. But I think their game plan for Georgia will be to try to bracket coverage to him and make some of those other guys, Theo Weiss and company, beat them. And we'll see if they're up for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm taking Missouri. I like um, – Listen, man, I'm going with Missouri. I just think it's too many points. I know Georgia's at home. I know Georgia's probably going to win it, but I'm going to just take Missouri and see what happens. Well, it's, like you said, man, Georgia is definitely beatable this year. I think we just lost John again, but um, Georgia's definitely beatable, right? I just don't know if it's this Missouri team that can take them down. They have had some pretty close games with Missouri over the last few years, so you know we'll, we'll see what happens there. Penn State is at Maryland. They are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know. This, this again, is one of those Big Ten games that just doesn't get me fired up. Florida State, number four Florida State at Pitt. Pitt is getting 21-and-a-half points. You'd like to think Florida State probably rolls in this situation. Vautex at number 13 Louisville. Louisville is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Running through some of the Big 12 games, UCF's at Cincinnati. Houston's at Baylor. Auburn's at, uh, this is an SEC game, Auburn at Vandy. Cal at Oregon, number six, Oregon. Uh, KU coming in at 21 in the college football playoff is at Iowa State. Interesting line, though. Iowa State, two-and-a-half-point favorite, Kevin. Wow, how about that? So they must feel that, you know, that Kansas thing maybe was a fluke last week, or maybe they're just going to be so on cloud. We've seen this from teams, right? You get, you have a huge victory. And then you struggle the next game. They must expect that 
well, Kansas this weekend. And they have to go on the road. So that's, pro- you know, big game. And then you go onto a road to a pretty good team with a good defense. You know, uh, ISU is better than they were at the beginning of the year. Still interesting line. Um, Wash, but here's another game we're going to pick. Washington at Southern California. This is in L.A. This is number five versus number 20. USC is getting three points. I think Washington blows the doors off of them. I don't think Alex Grinch has fixed anything on the defense. If anything, they're worse. I just can't imagine a scenario where Penix doesn't have a career day in L.A. I'm going with the Washington Huskies. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, though. Since they beat Oregon, I have not liked what I've seen from Penix and Washington overall. Offensively, they just haven't looked right. They haven't been in sync which with him and those talented receivers. I haven't liked it. But with that being said, I think they're due for a bounce-back game. They'll be ultra-motivated being on the road. USC in that conference, it's like playing Texas and playing Oklahoma when you're in the Big 12, right? You're going to bring your best for that particular opponent. I'm curious to see what, what you know Lincoln has in store offensively. But, man, that defense, right? You, you saw what happened with Cal. I mean, 49 points. Again, they're a two-point conversion away from losing to Cal, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's listen, a three-point I, favorite for them, for Washington, right? You said they're a three-point favorite? That's correct. Yeah, I, I like them to win and cover. Just real quick, I mean, here's the thing, right? This is for an offense that is struggling. I will I will acknowledge that. I agree with you. In fact, I, I talked to them similarly the way I talked to Oklahoma uh, last week that – you know, they haven't looked right, but they got out with the win against Stanford. We did not get out of a win uh, against Kansas. But this is a get-right game for your offense. You get to go up against this defense. They're terrible. I think Washington right. rolls. Um, the other game we're going to pick, LSU at Alabama. This is number 14 versus number 8. If Alabama wants to put a stranglehold on the SEC West, they have to win this game. If not... There will be a three-way tie atop the SEC West with the aforementioned Ole Miss, LSU, and Bama. Bama is a three-point favorite at home. This is the best offense they've played since they played Ole Miss, and I think it's a better offense than Ole Miss. Um, I like LSU here, but I like Saban in these big games. Where are you leaning? I like Bama in this one, man. I love the way their defense has been playing really all season except for the Texas game, right? I think they get after the quarterback. I think they're good in all three levels. My, to me, this game was going to come down at LSU's defense. They've struggled all year. They've given up some big, big plays, some high scores to several opponents this year. And what kind of game plan is Alabama going to have offensively? Can they get that running game going? Are they going to hit those deep shots that they've been able to hit at the right moments? Austin with Jalen Milrow, but man, I like Alabama. I just trust Saban in this matchup. Even though he beat Brian Kelly last year, right? Let's not forget that. But I think the way the two teams are constructed, I like Alabama. Um, Listen, I do like Alabama. I like their defense right now. I think they're going to do a lot to shut them down. I just don't know they can stay with a score in a scoring duel with them. If it turns into a scoring duel, I like LSU. I think they have the ability to put the points up. 
Completely agree. I am going to try to make a run at you this week. I've already gone against you with Missouri. I'm going to go against you with LSU. This is my week to make a run. LSU, let's go. Go Tigers. Um, lastly, Oregon State's at Colorado. Colorado's getting 13 points. And then UCLA is at Arizona. Arizona getting three points. I think um, I think both of the favorites, Oregon State and UCLA, win in those games. Hey, Kevin, this has been a really long episode. What do you say we put a pause button on it right here and come back on a new episode and record just the previews of the Bedlam game and the Texas and Kansas State game? Because both of those games are way too important um, not to give them their just due. Do you feel good about that? Yeah, feel great about it. Let's do it. Boomer Boomer Bevo fans, this has been a great hour. We really, really appreciate Dr. Amanda jumping on with us and give us some OSU love. Um, We've just gone through the national games. Look for us on episode 85 to come back with our in-depth preview of both K-State and Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Thanks for listening. Kevin, I'm going to talk to you here in a minute. Boomer. Okay.